0: Hey everybody, welcome in. It is Wednesday night. It's time for Sports Plus Live here on Facebook, Twitter, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening on the Sports Plus podcast in the coming days. Uh, We're live on Wednesday night. I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Fusimano, five on your side, sports director. Uh, We got a lot to talk about tonight, Mm -hmm. Frank. Let's get to the big stuff first, the Cardinals. They're back in St. Louis after being stuck in a Milwaukee hotel for five days. Ah, uh, it's it's good to have them back, but do things really seem back on track now, or are we just waiting? Yeah, I, I don't know how this
1: team can be ready to play the Chicago Cubs, maybe the you know the hottest team in baseball right now on Friday. It'd be nine days between games. Now I know the Marlins just went through it; they came back and they won a game. But Corey, not only you're returning to the game. But it's a baptism under fire facing the Cubs. you got to be great or the season could be slipping away right away. I mean, Corey, we always said at the beginning, all any team needs to do is to have that hot streak and then play 500 baseball. Well, the Cubs have done that. Now the Cardinals got a counter and they got to win seven or eight in a row. So, you know, it's amazing. I can't remember a team, you know, in the middle of August to just shut down and didn't play any baseball for nine days.
0: Yeah, so we know six of the Cardinals who have tested positive. Yachty, Junior Fernandez, Emundo Sosa, uh, Paul DeYoung, Ron Hill-Ravello, uh, Cody, and Cody Whitley. That's who we know. Uh, one player has not been identified yet. So we're they're going to be without them for a little while. We'll get to baseball stuff uh, in a little bit, more baseball related. Everybody wants to know how this happened. That's kind of the big story. And while obviously the health of the players should be first and foremost, and from what we know, the symptoms have not been all that bad yet. Some have some people have had mild symptoms, some are asymptomatic. Everybody wants to know how this started. And the Cardinals have made it very clear. The rumors that are going out there, they're not true from what they know. Their guys have been responsible from what they've said, and they think it happened somehow in St. Louis coming into contact with somebody who had the virus. But those rumors that you might see on, on uh, online of a casino or something, Mike Chilton, John Mosellock say that's not what happened to their knowledge. Yeah,
1: and you know, who really knows the answer to the question? I do know that the Cardinals, you know, right out of the gate, you heard Adam Wainwright said, we're not going to put up with it. Um, I, I sincerely doubt if Yadier Molina was in a casino either. Corey, it's just a virus that nobody knows much about, and I think anybody can get it at any time. So I tend to believe what John Mozeliak and Mike Schilt have been saying that they are a responsible baseball team, and it just happens.
0: Now let's get to some baseball stuff that we've talked about for a little bit. These guys, not only, well, they're professional athletes, so they're not going to get out of shape in five days. But these are guys that are on routines, especially pitchers. They haven't even been able to get to a field since Thursday, maybe, at their earliest. They've been throwing in their rooms. Are the guys that aren't infected going to be ready to play? Or what's this? Guy? I'm worried guys are going to get injured, especially pitchers. Absolutely. And, you know,
1: look, if Jack Flaherty would have had that outing in... Minneapolis from Milwaukee, you'd think, hey, on a Friday night against the Cubs, he may go seven, he may go eight. There's no way he can do that now. It really taxes the bullpen. And I think the commissioner of Major League Baseball, knowing what the Cardinals and the Marlins have gone through, maybe should have allowed them to have a 30-man roster because these starting pitchers, when they have not had a chance to stretch out their arms, have a start, work between their starts, there's no way from a durability factor they're going to be ready to go. So I like the fact that Major League Baseball did come up with the idea of keeping the rosters at 28. They were going to reduce it to 26 after a couple of weeks, but they're going to keep it at 28. But I just think, too, that the hitters, I mean, a guy who is a, who is as obsessed with hitting as Matt Carpenter to not, you know, take his 50 to 100 swings every day, to go without a baseball bat in his hand for seven or eight days, man, this is a tall task for the Cardinals. There's no doubt about it.
0: So, Major League Baseball has had to make a lot of tough decisions, but I thought this was an easy one. I can't believe they have an extended 30-man roster for the whole year. I thought that was a slam dunk. I'm glad it's 28, but what's the hurt in making it 30? I really don't understand that. I think they should have definitely made that move. Let's talk about some roster moves, though. Alex Reyes and Henesis Cabrera are back. They had their COVID run-ins earlier before even summer camp started when they came in. They're good now. They're going to be up, and, heck, they might be called on right away to go. Alex Reyes I'm excited to see back in the big leagues. We all know what he can do when he's healthy. He could be, he could end up being a bigger part of this equation than we thought he was going to be just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's a great
1: point. You know, uh, Corey, I think that um, we talked in the beginning a long time ago about maybe having these – Combo starts, and then Mike Schilt said, "No, that's not the way we're going to work it." But I do think that that's the way they're going to work it now, especially with a guy like Alex Reyes, who can go, you know, multiple innings, maybe three or four innings. Maybe Austin Gamba, Austin Gomber is going to be your starter uh, when Daniel Ponce De Leon starts, and there's going to have to be somebody ready when KK starts, and when Wainwright starts, and when Hudson starts. I mean, you don't have a guy on this staff, Corey, as good as you know, Jack Flaherty is that you think can go seven innings after what they've gone through. So that'll be interesting.
0: So those two pitchers are up. Uh, Mike Schild told us Tommy Edmonds probably going to be filling that shortstop role with Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa both out. So Edmund probably going to slide over to short. We'll see that. And with DeYoung out, we're losing our cleanup hitter as well if you're the Cardinals. And you asked Mike Schild about this today. Our guy Tyler O'Neill, he could be somebody that fills in there, and I mean, he's had a good start. But with the young out and that power, O'Neill might have to step up even more than he already has been. You're
1: right. Um, you know, he had two home runs in those in that first four game span, and I think you know he's the ideal man for the job. The lineup's not going to change that much. I mean, you're going to go long first. know, going go Edmund second, Goldschmidt third. Then you put Tyler in that fourth slot. I think Matt Carpenter will stay in the five. And then it gets interesting. Uh, maybe Dexter Fowler at six, but who's your catcher? Who's your DH? Those are going to be the tough decisions for the manager of Mike Schilt.
0: Two more Cardinal things here real quick before we get some blues talk. Uh, we're going to see those seven-inning doubleheaders, I think, here a lot. Uh, just talking with Mike Schiltz, or listening in on his uh, press conference earlier today, he wasn't at liberty to release any details, but him and Moselak have both made it clear these postponed games that they missed in Milwaukee and Detroit, those are getting made up. Uh, so the Cardinals are going to have to squeeze in a lot of games in a short amount of time. It's going to be a wild stretch, and I think this puts them... Really a a disadvantage here the rest of the way.
1: Well, it really does. I think it's a – we're talking about 55 games in 52 days if it happens. So – but I'll tell you one thing, Corey, is you want to make up those games. You want to play against the Detroit Tigers. That's four games that you can win all four games. And, you know, here's the thing, Corey. They may not get to 60, the Cardinals – then they go off a winning percentage. So as many games against the Detroit Tigers as possible helps your chances of getting to the postseason. Oh yeah, easily.
0: So nobody wants to think about this, but it is a reality. What if this happens again? We don't I mean, I'm not going to throw out how many players cuz who knows, but what if some kind of outbreak like this happens for the Cardinals again? I think I don't I think Major League Baseball would have no choice but to maybe step in and kind of end the whole experiment right there. Or, or if this happens to one or two more teams, if it's not the Cardinals, what if we see what happened here happen again?
1: Well, I think most of the sports media would, like, make a wager right now that we're not going to have a World Series. I would still think it's going to happen. I do think there's 30 teams in Major League Baseball – and two teams have been affected. So it's 28 for 30 that they've done a pretty good job with it. So I think if they can just, you know, you can withstand three or four. You can't withstand maybe 15 or 16. So I'm still optimistic. Maybe I definitely am in a minority, but I still think we're going to get through this thing.
0: Let's get to some blues talk here. Uh, they're up in Edmonton in the bubble looking to continue their quest for a repeat. And I, I don't know about you, but that end of the Colorado game where the Avalanche scored with .1 seconds left to win in regulation, I think that would have felt a whole lot worse uh, about a year and a half ago when the Blues hadn't won a Stanley Cup. It would feel just like another Blues heartbreak. But you see it happen, okay, this team can handle it. The more adversity, the better.
1: Yeah. You know, Corey, I am not as obsessed with these games in the round, robin. now you don't want to go 0-3. You don't want to end up with like two combined goals in the three games. You want to show some a pulse on offense. But Corey, where's, who's the team you want to play in the next round? I mean, Arizona did pretty well against the Blues. The Blues never led against the Predators all season long. Edmonton has the most, you know, exquisite talent in the league in Connor McDavid. I'm not sure if there's a team you say to yourself, hey, I want to play them. Look, you want to put on a little better show than what you've seen in these two games, but I don't know if there's a great, great first-round matchup for the Blues.
0: I agree. I I think kind of selfishly, just for theater's sake, I want to see the Blues play the Blackhawks because that would be fun. Uh, But they got to get more offense from somewhere. I think we know that, and they'll tell you that. And I think they just need a few more games to get going. Alex Petrangelo said that today. Kind of tired of sitting around. They want to start playing some more. Let's talk about the NHL because you said this on one of the newscasts tonight, and we've been saying it for a while. Gary Bettman looks like a genius, and I can't believe I'm saying that here. If you had told me that a year ago, I said you're crazy. Right now, him and Adam Silver are heads and shoulders above every other commissioner. But the NHL bubble experiment is working to pretty much perfection right now. And everybody seems to be pretty pleased with as much as you can be. Yeah, I mean, I think when I made that statement
1: tonight during our 6 o'clock news that Gary Bettman is looking like a genius, that's the first time that sentence has ever been uttered, let's face it. But it has been flawless. <laughs> I mean, just imagine the number of tests they've taken and not one positive test. The games have been out of sight It's cool that you're playing hockey at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, at 4 o'clock in the evening, at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, You know, I turn on the NHL network. I turn on – I've been watching games that I normally wouldn't watch. It's absolutely thrilling. And now we just need for the Blues to get on a run. I'll tell you something. I was with Darren Pang today, and you can see part of the interview today uh, tonight at 10 o'clock in our newscast. And I said, you know, um, baseball, the winner of this – thing if they do have a World Series there's going to be a giant asterisk and Darren Pang said there's going to be a giant asterisk by the NHL Stanley Cup winner but it's going to be as a positive one that they have withstood all this and they've gone through four series and they've played in the bubble that you know the hockey champion this year is going to be as worthy as any champion as we've ever had in the NHL.
0: That's a good point, and I'm actually right there with you. I mean, I've <laughs> I've been watching NHL games I don't usually watch. I'll watch any baseball game that comes on, but hockey, I usually only watch the Blues. This week, I just turn on NBCSN and watch like eight hours of hockey in the background while I'm working. I've watched uh, Rangers and uh, Hurricanes, almost that whole series. I watched Predators, uh, Coyotes today. I'm watching Canadians and uh, who are they? Canadians and Penguins right now. I mean, I'm loving it, and uh, they definitely got the recipe for success. It's going to be tough, though. Okay, last thing before we sign off here. In about a week on the 13th, we're going to get some good news here in St. Louis sports-wise. No matter what, we're getting the name and the reveal for our MLS team. There's been a lot of talk around this. Uh, We're going to be speculating a lot over the next week. I wrote a a piece about what I want to see from this announcement. What selfishly? What are you kind of hoping for, Frank? In a name or colors or a crest? What are you hoping to see? Boston
1: that night. Uh, well, I don't want that like that. That SC name. I really want a nickname. Hey, Frank. How about you know? I've heard St. Louis City. Um, I'm not sure if I'm wild about that. I like Stallions. Um, that's not bad either. As I move around here, um. I don't know, Corey. I'm not exactly sure. You know, the the soccer crowd is a tough one to please. I'm not exactly sure which way to go.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on the whole FC thing. If they got something creative ahead of it, uh, like Gateway FC or or something creative, uh, i kind of like that. But, yeah, just St. Louis FC. I'm going to need a little more pizzazz for that. Uh, I'll tell you what. They've been using the colors of the St. Louis flag, red, yellow, and blue a lot and the flag and like their promotional material. I think it'd be very smart to work that into the, like the uniform and the colors. I think that could be really cool.
1: I think you're absolutely right about that and they wouldn't have those colors out there this often unless they were going to stay with them. And that's a good looking you know a good looking color scheme too.
0: Last thing, Frank. Where are you at right now? Are you watching? Uh, you watching a game?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to catch about two innings of a young Dom before I have to go back and finish up the ten. Uh, he's out in uh, CarShield Field, and uh, we're gonna watch him. Uh, uh, well, I want to watch one at bat before I got to get out of here. So, I drive. The, the thing about this, Corey, I drive <laughs> an hour and ten nope. minutes round trip to watch one at bat.
0: <laughs> Worth it, for sure. All right, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in, whether you're Excellent. watching live on uh, social media on Wednesday night or on uh, listening on the Sports Plus podcast. Definitely a lot more Cardinals news coming our way. Hopefully they get back to playing here this weekend against the Cubs. And the Blues, the games are going to start to matter more uh, next week as well. We'll be back to talk about all of it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good night.